Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Hey girls, so we are on episode two of Brave Conversations, season four of Waves Ministry Podcast, and girls, you are in for a treat today. I have got one of my good friends that is on the podcast with us today, and her name is Kristen Calgill. Hey, Kristen. Hey, lady. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Okay, so guys, I got to tell you a little bit about Kristen. So she is what I would call a boss babe. You know, um, <laughs> um, every Tuesday morning, I typically, I have this coffee cup, Kristen, that is, it says girl boss on it. And yeah. I always think of you when I drink out of it <laughs> because I'm like, Kristen needs one of these. I do. Um, I do. I need one. She is a mom. She is a wife. She loves Jesus. She is a boss. She runs events um, here locally. She has done ministry with um, speaking and preaching and podcast and, you know, all, all of the things she's written curriculum, doing small group stuff. Um, she actually heads up our sisterhood, our women's ministry. I shouldn't say women's ministry, but it's sisterhood. It's a community. It's yeah, it's a community um, at my church. And um, we've just gotten to know each other over the last year. And it's been such a joy. Like the first time I sat down with her girls, we were sitting by a campfire and I was like, I can hang with this chick. Oh, yeah. So, I'm excited you're hanging with us today, but tell us a little bit about yourself that I didn't cover. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was, that was awesome. Thank you. I kind of am impressed. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm kidding. Um, no, I love my babies. I'm first and foremost, I love being a mama. That's my best title, oh. favorite title, wife, mama. That's, yeah, that's my jam. Um, and then yes, director of events for Grand Boulevard. And then I co-lead the sisterhood community at our church shoreline and um, I enjoy it, man. It's fun when you find your lane and you feel like you're doing the thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm filling the lanes that I'm in and I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, it's that fun. Cool. Well, okay. So I know girls, you'll, you'll have to know this about Kristen. She does not find herself to be shy. She can talk to anybody, but mm-hmm. I know for me, like I have a couple go-to conversation starters when I meet new people, or if I'm trying to make awkward small talk in the bathroom, what are your go-to conversation starters, Kristen? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I actually really enjoy people. I know that's like lame to say, I actually like believe it's my passion. I, mm-hmm. I love people. So my conversation, I dive deep. I like, like intense, deep, all those fun funky words. Like, I love that. I love, so mine is usually like, tell me about yourself. Like, I want to know the, the thing because I want to, I really like that with people is going to places of like what they're passionate about so I can understand them more. So I tend to try to like, um, I don't know, go to those places with people that they enjoy to talk about, which I find, I don't know if you do, but I find a lot of times if you go to um, them, like their life, people tend to open up differently because you can see a different fire, a different light that comes in. 
I love that. You know, that question of what are you passionate about? Because you, you're right. You see that fire come alive in their eyes and you're like, oh, I found you. <laughs> Not you the fake version there of you, are. but you. That's yeah. awesome. You so can see I, it usually in conversations. Like you really can. People will light up if you're like, man, what, what, do you, what's, what turned, like, set you ablaze or like, you know. Right. So. Well, you know, Kristen, we're, we're talking about brave conversations and, you know, over the last year, 18 months or so, I feel like our, our nation has been having a lot of brave conversations. Um, the church globally has been having a lot of brave conversations, but um, I know we all have our own personal ones that we've been like navigating through. And so I'm just curious, you know, what is a brave conversation that you've been having over the last year? I love, I love that question because it's, um, conversations can go many different directions, but the brave ones are the ones that tend to like intersect time. It's like yeah. something changes, something shifts. Um, a lot of mine, believe it or not, have been, uh, moments of self-awareness mm -hmm. and digging into my own story or my ownership pieces. And what I mean by that is like, um, I've had a lot of introspection this year, which I think a lot of people have. And all that simply means is like going inward and saying, okay, why am I feeling this way? Or this emotion feels a little bit overwhelming. What's underlying or different questions that start navigating internally. Um, and I've had to have uh, three really hard conversations with close friends. Mm -hmm. One being my husband. Um, one was actually like my mom like a really great conversation with my mom and then a really close friend of mine of like, man, what is it that I don't see? What is, what is that blind spot? And I'm, I'm at a place now where the shame and guilt I, I, that I've kind of, you know, it's, I don't go there anymore. It's like, right. I'm actually want to know what I'm bringing to the table and what's mine to own that I'm not seeing, you know? Right. Um, and I've been brave with introspection, really brave. And, um, even in the hardness of like, okay, we got to stop this conversation for a second. Cause I'm actually triggered. Do you see what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Like with, with, whether it was Graham or my mom, it's like, I, I want to hear what you're saying. And yet something in me is like, Whoa, okay. That was hard to hear, you know? Right. And so it was like, give me five minutes. We got to come back to it. Cause I really want to go here. Um, and I don't mean it in a way, like a lot of people hear that. It's like, Oh gosh. Oh, you know, so right. much. It's like condemnation and shame. And it's, it's, but that's not true introspection. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Introspection is, uh, bringing God into those parts where you're done hiding. Like right. you're done. It's like, no, I actually have a role to play in some of the pain mm -hmm. that I've caused in another person's life. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know what that part is. And, and God, I want to go there together so we can actually like him, the unhidden person and right. know what I mean by that is like, there's so many times where we connote like shame and guilt into a mess up. You know what I'm saying? Like I messed up and now I feel shame and guilt and I need to hide and I don't want anyone to see me or whatever. Um, but I think ultimate vulnerability is at peace with those broken pieces. Is it that peace right. at peace with those processing pieces where you haven't arrived yet? Um, but yet you're, you're okay. That's like, Hey, I might be bringing this to the table because I have a hurt feeling or trauma that I'm still walking through or, um, something that's triggering me and I can't put my finger on it. You know, as you get older, you realize some of that's ego conditioning, some of these right. big words. Um, but I think, I think as I was younger, I realized that my self-protection started to hide who I, my true nature 
mm. underneath these like layers of pillars of like self-protection. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, these have been my brave conversations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you're so right though. I mean, how many times have we been caught up in a conversation and suddenly we feel triggered by something or as a lot of our students say, they're like shots fired, you know, like, yeah. like you yeah. feel that I, I know I call it like I'm pinged by something. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, why am I being pinged? And a right. lot of times we just kind of like skim over it and press it down and yep. just like press forward. And especially if it's like in the middle of something, you're like, I don't want to have a meltdown right here. Right. It's like, but we never revisit it and go yes. to it or we never yeah. call time out and say, yeah. this is actually really, really important for me to figure out why am I being triggered right now? That's right. And imagine if you, if we had these words to give when we were like 12, 13, right. you know what I'm saying? Like right. someone asked me the other day, what would you tell your younger self? And I was like, it's okay to not be perfect. Right. Like it's okay <laughs> to just, just learn to be excellent when you mess up on it. You know, right. <laughs> it was like, I just had this mentality and this, this like, oh my gosh, I can't ever mess mm -hmm. up. And it's like, well, perfection is not, uh, you, you're not going to be, you're right. Jesus. You right. know? <laughs> so it's learning how to like navigate, like, man, my imperfections. And like, I wish I, I I'm so glad I'm getting it at the age I am now, but it's like, man, if I could give this away to a younger generation, it's like, dude, I don't waste your time it. on like literally lean into some of this because you're you, you, being self-aware and emotionally and mentally healthy is like, that's where it's at. That's the game changer with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That, that right there is your role, the inner man, you know, the inner woman. Right. Right. No, I love that. Yeah. You know, whenever you talk about that, like, was there a certain moment or a certain conversation that made you aware that you were not self-aware? Yeah. <laughs> what mm -hmm. was that? <laughs> You know, marriage really pulled it out of me, honestly, like you're married to somebody. It's like, you know, it's, um, and, and I mean, I, I can look back on other conversations, but this was kind of my pivotal, um, was Graham and I were married. Um, I don't know, maybe three or four years. Um, and we were in like a, I mean, most people are like a discussion. We were fighting girl. We were not in a discussion. <laughs> it was all out, just not being kind, you know? <laughs> And so, um, one of the things that he said back to me and I had a moment of clarity, I don't, it's, I mean, I believe it was just Holy spirit, God's grace, <laughs> but he said, wow, you said that. And that really hurt my feelings. Mm. And I could have been like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but that wasn't true. That was <laughs> not true. And I had a moment of clarity where I was like, I'm not hiding anymore. Mm. actually meant to hurt your feelings because I'm in pain and I wanted you to feel what I feel. And it was like, wow, I can't believe I just said that. And <laughs> when I said it out loud, like I literally go, that's the safest place I've ever been in my life was to tell that honest truth. Wow. Because I said that to hurt his feelings. I was not hiding anymore. It was this moment of clarity of like, actually, I wanted you to feel that pain. And I'm really sorry. That's such a jerk thing for me to do but my misery wanted your company. And mm -hmm. I tried to, I tried to put you in a pit that I was in. So I didn't feel alone. Wow. It was, it was that from that is moment, radical. <laughs> it was one of those shifting moments for me that go, that's it. That's mm -hmm. not hiding. That's actually showing someone the beauty and the broken. 
that I'm actually going to be awesome and kind of not awesome at times. You know, right. I have another word for that, but I won't say it on this podcast. <laughs> so, um, but it's kind of like, um, it, I had this aha moment to where it was like, if he can accept me in the midst of this type of vulnerability and honesty, then shame and guilt can't touch me. Right. I actually can thrive in honesty and truth and integrity and walk in a different character because I'm now not hiding even the broken pieces. If that makes Your sense. ugly becomes beautiful. That's right. You know, as yeah. you're fully transparent, um, yeah. as, as who you are. Yeah. You know, I, call I, it like a, I call it like a radical vulnerability. When I look back, it was like, that's a radical vulnerability. That's so brave to feel safe enough with a person to even say, yeah, I wasn't pretty. Mm-mm. you know and You're like I'm not even gonna try to tuck that crazy in no, no. And, and here's the truth it's like I, I don't know if everybody gets that I'm, I'm gonna be vulnerable with you there I believe that some of that when you're looking to heal h-e-a-l heal mm-hmm. uh you know I spell words because sometimes people don't understand my accent um but when you're looking <laughs> to heal through life with people um I call that your inner circle they yeah. get a hundred percent of you Right. Like the ins, the outs, the, the real, like this type of vulnerability. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I haven't come to a place where it's like, oh, this is safe with everyone. It's not my experience. It's not. No. So I, I think there's like this hand or that type of go through life with. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's, I know I was talking with a student earlier today and I was saying, you know, you have that target, like you look at a target that you throw darts at and there's only a few people in the very center. Like there's only a little bit of room in the very center for those darts to go. And it's like the ones that get to see the whole you, the real you, that ugly you, (laughs) like that might be a small, small group, but you need to make sure you have them. That's Um, right. That's right. Well, and it's kind of like this. I had to learn. Um, I think this is beneficial in, in the self-awareness journey. You're not innately born with self-awareness, like blame and um, uh, like projecting, like that's natural human tendency. That's our conditioning from a fallen world. You know what I'm saying? We're, we, Absolutely. it's so much easier. I mean, that's, you see it all over social media right now. Like we're, we're dealing with, um, instead of it being people, it's like, like a project or a, let me throw this out there because I have no human interaction. So I'm gonna throw a dart because it feels good to me because you don't feel like a human being. You actually feel like, like an assignment, if you will. Right. Um, and so when it started, when I started like realizing that my triggers aren't somebody else's fault, they're actually mine to own because if I get offended or hurt by something that has to live in me first, I have to pick it up and choose the offense that's on me. That's, that's something that lives inside of me. Nobody should have that type of control over you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's like, and the crazy conundrum is the, is that you're probably going to be triggered the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like this oh, yeah. crazy, like, how do I own my triggers? Because I know, and that's where the conversation started to shift is like, wow, I'm actually not seeing you right now. I'm seeing a certain past and a pattern and I didn't even know it because I'm now not arguing with Graham. I'm actually arguing back here with somebody in my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. I'm not even seeing you at this point. I don't even know if this has anything to do with you, but you're getting the brunt of it. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I, a few years ago, probably five years ago, there was someone that I worked closely with 
And I could not figure out why I kept getting so triggered. And I was like, why am I pinged right now? I'm reacting not like myself. And then it was like, it suddenly hit me one day. I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of my dad. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I still have areas of unforgiveness towards my dad. And I had to go back and forgive and release. And then I was able to deal with that person just fine. But like we, we have to be aware enough to realize that it's not the person. Yeah, totally. And it takes it. That to me is like, continued process, continued develop, continued conversation with yourself. It's really asking the questions that you started out was like, why am I paying? Why is this triggering me? Those are great starter questions to go to deeper layers of your own story to get to know who you truly are. I mean, you know, we kind of grow up in these um, households or, you know, and all of us do like where we come out with certain conditioning, certain perspectives on life. It's part of the journey. Um, And where we have to navigate is what, what parts are truly me? What parts are like the real, how God thumbprinted DNA, personality, passion, uh, spirit, my soul realm, like what parts are actually mine to carry? And then what parts am I being like renewed and, and the real me and not my conditioning or not my ego voice, which is usually your shadow self, if you will. It's kind of that dark, like self-protection. And I think <laughs> I got to this place inside of this com- these conversations, particularly with my therapist, just so you know, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Highly recommend PS. <laughs> Um, but is where our brain and our mind are two separate things and your mind is from this heart renewed place, particularly when you have a spirit of God, it's like your brain constantly reacts, That it's yeah. looking for self-protection. It's looking for someone to blame. It's like, it's literally hardwired. Like when you're a baby, you're kicking and screaming to find safety. Okay? Right. As you mature in your programming, which I call your computer starts to get mature now those, what do you do when you feel rejection or what do you do when you feel abandonment or insecurity? It's like your self-programming is like, find me safety, find me safety. So it's either we blame or throw darts or this is my truth. And it's yeah. all these languages that we put around the, the, um, the almost like claustrophobic, like almost like wearing down on your healing process are these layers that we've added instead of going, let me take a breath. What is true? Like, honestly, in this moment, what is true? Here's what I know. And I go back, I mean, I'm a faith girl. So I go back to those, those, my faith words is like, my worth can't be touched. That is true. My value, nobody gets to determine that was determined by God. Period. And so no matter behavior, no matter what I do tomorrow, no matter what I did last week, no matter what I did last night, no matter what I'm going to do in 10 years, it doesn't touch my value or my worth. Right. That is set. And so I think when we get some of those um, harder conversations for ourselves into the picture, I have to go back to those truths. My, my, my rock in a hard place is like my value and identity is set by God. My behavior doesn't determine my worth. My behavior doesn't determine who loves me and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. That, that right there is not, your behavior is something you then now have to navigate of what is mine to own. What, who, who am I really? You see what I'm saying? Right. So did I act out of this because I acted out of insecurity? You know, I had a one quick story just to give you yeah. context even behind that is my mom, um, I had, I have three kids. And so 
my daughter goes in and out of these, like, I'm like little, literally raising a little me. So it's like, sometimes, <laughs> like, oh God. I can attest uh, to that. I see it sometimes and I'm like, oh, it's Kristen. Oh yeah. And you don't, I don't want to start, but I have a very strong willed, beautiful baby girl that's five, you know? Yeah. And, but she wants to wear what she wants to wear. She does not want you to tell her what to wear, but one day she can run a company, but right now she's running mama crazy. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to like, um, it's part of who she is and I don't want to like mess it up. But at the same time, I want to get some language and some, you know, help around it. And also like, let her know, Hey, I'm still your mama. Be careful. You know? Right. <laughs> um, so, but my mom, my mom and I, my mom had called me and she said, I'm struggling with Tatum today. Like she is just not listening and she keeps just saying no to everything. And when I say no, she has a mental breakdown. And, oh. and in the conversation, my mom's just talking to me. She's just like inviting me in on the day, asking me to, Hey, do you have tools here that can help me? I got completely triggered, completely oh. triggered. I did because my mom and I'm sitting here going and I couldn't figure it out. So I literally had to get off the phone for a second. I was like, Hey mom, I'm gonna have to call you back. Like, let me just give me a second. And my mom's like, I have no idea why I'm triggered. And, <laughs> but when I got off the phone and took a second to take a breath, the vulnerable piece with my mom, when I call her back is that had nothing to do with you. I was becoming insecure with my own parenting. Wow. And it, it's that you had no role in that. That was me. So if I made you feel any way by not listening, I apologize because right. I was dealing with an insecurity and didn't know how to meet you and what you were trying to convey. Wow. I couldn't meet her there in that moment. And, um, it feels good to be there. Yeah. Like where I'm at now, uh, the work I've done to get there and like to have that self-awareness to know, like kind of brave to take ownership of your being a jerk, you know, <laughs> right? when you really are. You're, and you don't know why. And you're, and this is where I want to free people. It's like, you're going to do it. You're going to. And right. we have this, like, it feels, I don't, I don't know if this would be an absolute phrase, but it feels that in our society and our culture that we have to put on these faces and perfection or, or um, even when we try to be excellent and it's like talked down on, like, you're like, now you got all these people that are against you because you're trying to be vulnerable. And then they're, you know, attacking right. you with your own vulnerabilities where you're just like, wait a second. I just, told you that. And now you're using it as a weapon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I've, what I think in that moment or in these moments of bravery, I'm starting to realize that, um, it takes your relationships that can go there way deeper and way more meaningful when right. you're able to go, Hey, please don't go into your own insecurities. When I was just being a jerk, that, that that's on me. Like I, I didn't know how to meet you because I was dealing with my own trigger that had nothing to do with you. It was my insecurity. So I think, I think those are brave. I really do. Yeah. So question for you. So like, I know like what you're saying, like, man, whenever I come upon like a truth, like, like what you're talking about with the vulnerability and self-awareness, um, you know, I want to like shout it from the rooftops because I'm like, I want everyone to be free. I want them to get this. You know, and I'm thinking like everybody wants their voice to be heard and, and desires to do what, what we call making waves for Christ, you know, yeah. but sometimes the way people go about trying to get the word out can be yeah. super destructive and wrong. Um, <laughs> and so I want to just ask, yeah. you know, like, where did you start the conversation? I know you kind of mentioned like with your husband and with your mom. 
And did you like prep for the conversation? Like how have you started filtering this out of just your inner circle, but moving outward? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Well, I stopped looking at things as right and wrong. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest internal thing that I could, I could tell you. I, I started looking at things that were wrong for me that may be right for someone else. And I know that's loaded. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah. And, and that's, I think we live in this society. There's this great guy. I mean, he says it way smarter than I do, but I took a lot of his lessons. His name's Simon Sinek. And he, he says this, it's, it's in his book, Infinite Game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're raised in a culture that like you have a winner and a loser. So football, winner, loser, cheerleading competition, winner, loser, band, winner, loser, golf. I mean, you name it, uh, math test, you know, it's like who got the highest grade right. and all that everything is the competition and everything is a finite game. You do mm-hmm. have a winner. You do have a loser. The tension inside of relationships is that doesn't exist. I'm not in a relationship with Caroline to beat you. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm in a relationship and what he calls it in his book is the infinite game and the infinite mindset, which I believe is more of a kingdom mindset is I'm in a relationship with you because my heart is to bring out the best that I possibly can in you and your calling. And my hope is that you are the same for me. Yeah. My hope is that you're so for me that when we do this life together, that we're not going through and learning how to navigate your own story And that's why I love asking people about their story, because if I know how someone's raised and I know how someone thinks and I know how someone feels, then my likelihood of of going down a path that's just the way I see the world tends to lessen because my job is not to beat you in this. My job is to actually help you heal through life. And it's a different mindset because now if I don't look as a winner or loser or whatever. So when I prep for these things, it's like, okay, I'm in the midst of conflict with a friend or I'm in the midst of one of these self-awareness conversations. My job isn't, I need to get my point across. My point is right. And everybody needs to know it. My goal becomes different. My goal is like, I'm not in this to be right or wrong. I'm in this to get to know you. And I care about you and I care about what you feel and I care about what you think. And therefore, not because of like, I not think because of right. me, because of your own story to get to know you and also navigate that sometimes, and this is where I think if our world could get a hold of this, even for our younger generation, that's going up becoming leaders, you're not going to agree with everybody, but it doesn't mean you're mortal enemies. It just okay. means you agree to disagree on certain perspectives, but not the whole daggum pie. It's like this section we don't agree on and that's okay. You were, might have been raised differently than me. I may have a different value system than you carry. And, and, and if we start looking at that, and that's why my question at the beginning is, what are you passionate about? Right. You can figure out what a person's passionate about. Then you can see what their value system is and why they make the decisions they make. Right. And so those decisions may not be right for you and your value system, but they're right for them. And we right. can cheer them on and, and you know what I'm saying? And get yeah. to know differently because when one of the questions that um, my husband asked me not too long ago, he goes, what's the point when you share the gospel with somebody? Because one of my favorite things to do is talk about Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. And I said, <laughs> I have stopped sharing the gospel for the gospel to be heard. And I've started to share it for it to be experienced. And mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. That's good. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect. a lot of my preparation is now, um, how can I enter this helpfully? Um, taking a breath when I know I'm triggered, 
because we are going to get triggered in certain conversations. And I know if I engage in some of this, a lot of my mental work is to get me out of the way. Right. You know, what does love require me is a great question. Mm, That's good. That's really good. You know, whenever you talk about this, I'm like, how exactly have you decided to carry on the combo? Because I know like, like, does that happen? like right then when you see someone's triggered in the middle of a conversation, does it mean you text them later? Does it like, how does that unfold for you day to day? You know, here's a, here's a good um, uh, question that I've asked a close friend of mine before. Um, I, I could see that we were in the midst of a little bit of conflict and there was a trigger going on. And, and um, she came with me a, with a perspective like, um, she had a belief like in this, in this context, it was like, well, this makes me feel this way. And then she kept going on like, because you made me feel this way, then this, 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 and she started talking into the feeling and as it was reality when it really wasn't my reality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, That's not against her. That's just like, she was showing me her perspective. I simply asked the question, uh, like I grabbed her hands and I said, do you really want to enter this? Like, like, are you ready to enter this? Because like, I, d- I don't want to take you down a path when there's a trigger or do we need to take a five second break? Do we need to come back to this and revisit? Cause, cause a lot of the things that we try to do, and this is a battle that I stopped fighting a long time ago. Um, like if someone came up to me for a while, for a long while, when I was going through some things, people were always like, well, you're just unhealed or you're just this. And I'm like, well, we're all kind of healing. So what, what makes me so unhealed? And it kept right. me. And I realized like, yeah, I'm going through some healing, whatever. But in this particular moment, it was just kind of like, Hey, do you want to believe that? Like, is that like, or would you like me to speak into it? Right. Like me to tell you from my perspective, like, can we go here? Because what we try to do when someone's triggered, all of us do it, is we try to explain. Oh, because we're just like, wait, hang on, I ain't go there. And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, it's like this, when someone comes up to you and say, I don't know why you're feeling in that way. I didn't mean to do that. Well, it's like, that doesn't help. I still feel this way. You know what I'm saying? Right. It remove so it's, it. Exactly. And so what I learned to do when someone was like, hey, when you did this, it made me feel this way. I learned to minister to the feeling is to go, whoa wow, I'm so sorry that you felt that way. I had no idea that that's where you went. It's not like I took like ownership of what she was feeling, especially right. in friendship. It's like, right. I just understand that feeling. And sometimes feelings are just all encompassing. And I hate that for you. And then yeah. it's kind of like, do we, do we need to stay here? Or are you ready to hear a perspective? Cause I don't want to pull you out of this until you felt it as much as you need to. But right. here's, here's, here's my perspective. And do you, or can we shift and go here? So it's almost like I stopped forcing someone to see my story. Yeah. Like, like I'm okay. If you believe that, do you see what I'm saying? Right. And, and I started asking permission to tell it. That's good. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. It's like, let me speak some truth into this. If you're okay with that. That's right. That's right. So good which is hard because you want to heal together. You want to mend sometimes when it's broken, but sometimes you got to let people sit in it, which becomes uncomfortable for us. Cause we want things in a bow. Oh, it's done. And it's wrapped up and it's in a bow. And it's like, well, life's not in a bow, you know, right. <laughs> sometimes it's messy. And sometimes right. you have to wait in the uncomfortability for a timing thing so that you're all both calm or we can come back together. I mean, it happens a lot in my close knit girlfriends. Um, in the sense of like, we get to enter hard conflict. Like right. we get to like, Hey girl, 
here's the, how that made me feel. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that in your story. Wow. Totally get that you went there. That's on me. Now here's also my perspective. And we're able to right. do that very um, ebbs and flow, you know, yeah. um, but not everybody, you know, you have to navigate that it, yeah. and, it's hard and it's messy and it's beautiful. It's part of the journey, you know? Well, and as you do that, like, I know, like with your close friends and stuff, like, you know, as you kind of grow in that process with them, it becomes part of your normal. I know I have a very close friend that we're, I thought something was wrong. We went to the uh -huh. beach and I looked and I was like, what's up? Like, did I do something like, you know, and I can just be plain Jane and just speak it out, you know, but then I, I do like, you know, have you lost any friendships over trying to have the conversation too soon or have you gained gained closer friends over actually going there with people? Yeah, both. <laughs> you know, um, You're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's tough. I mean, what I'm talking about is a very, very hard. I mean, um, I believe it's going to hit some some home runs with people to for them to know where they're at. Or, uh, but what I'm talking about is um, it's hard to navigate because it is messy. And it, it's also extremely beautiful. And unfortunately I have lost friends and, and I had a role to play in a lot of that, mm -hmm. um, as did they, it's two-sided relationship. Right. And so, uh, learning to take ownership, um, is a beautiful thing. I've had, uh, a few friendships that we've mended beautifully. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, there was a particular friend of mine, um, that we didn't speak for a year. Wow. And it was messy. I mean, it really was. Um, and I didn't know if she would ever back into my life. She went brutal. And um, I just initiated a text and said, if you want to talk, like, I'm here. And that text led to a walk. And that walk led to just talking about the pit she was in and what was going on in her world and her perspectives. And um and that led to a sit down conversation. But what was beautiful about the restoration of that is we both came to the table and owned some really hard things that we both did. And it's like, I had this, you know, there's discernment in some of this and you're, you navigating where a person's able to go. And there's also just those gut instincts, if you want to call them that. And right. um, I knew uh, that hour and a half conversation around the table that we didn't leave anything out. We both owned each, I owned my role. She owned her role. Uh, we were able to restore, I believe better than the original like relationship. And she's someone that will be in my life forever because of it. It was like, wow, that first, it took courage for both of us to come to this table. Second, it took a lot of um, faith in each right. other. And what, what people don't realize, and I say this wholeheartedly, and I truly believe this, I'm not the first person that says this by any means, but I truly believe it. Um, the self-conditioning and self-protection we do from relationships actually hinders the growth that we're supposed to have. And what I mean by that is what hurts you are relationships, but the only thing that can heal you are other relationships. And so it's, 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 it's like this weird communal thing that God put into existence for us to understand the importance of community it's is true. that the very thing that pains you is the only thing that can heal you and you have to be brave enough to open it back up. Right. Mm -hmm. That is so good. I love that. That yeah. relationships are what hurt, but they also are what heal. That is so good. 
Yep. You know, why is it that we need to go on and have those brave conversations? Like, like, why is that required? Like, why do we need to do it? <laughs> I'll tell you what I believe is the most important. I believe that um, you were put here to be seen and you belong. And yeah. the things that matter to you and they're deep in your heart, uh, those that become your inner circle are going to care about them too. And you'll find it. That's why you keep going. I don't believe, I think us as women, we sometimes like, we need to learn something a little bit from men that men actually, I believe do this a little bit better is when you first meet someone, it doesn't mean you're our best friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she doesn't get, she doesn't need to know your whole story the first day you meet her. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? There's some equity that needs to be developed before you decide <laughs> to disclose, you know, that thing. Everything. Then, exactly. And I think men do and that. Girls a are so bad about that. They are. Girls, even at like youth retreat, shall do that with each other. And it's like, is there equity there? Can we trust them? It's are like, oh my gosh. And then two weeks go by and you're fighting. You're like, dang, I wish you didn't know that. Right. <laughs> No, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you're, we all develop it and figure it out. The only thing with women that I want to say, man, you are beautiful creatures. We are beautiful. Yeah. And man, you, to, to have a privilege of walking alongside some really beautiful, beautiful friendships and adjusting each other's crown and, you know, yeah. pouring gasoline on our passions and water on our fears <laughs> and like being with yeah. women like that, that's no holds bar, man, nobody can stop you. That's when you good. get that type of team, when you get that type of community, the reason it's important to keep and dig to find those types of people is because you cannot complete the God-given destiny on your life without it. You can't. Ooh, man, that is so amazing. Well, Kristen, I have just, I've enjoyed hearing you talk about just this authenticity and just vulnerability and self-awareness and, um, I just, I'm so excited just for girls to hear this. So thank you so, so much for yeah. being vulnerable with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Hey, don't ever think I've arrived. I am look, I'm like this with God. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I messed it again. My bad. Let's, let's, let's figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Let's try it so again. It really is. I want to free people from this mindset that there's a place to arrive. It's like, no, bro, it's the process. No, it's it's a process. process. That's right. Okay, okay, thank so you. Thank where you. can our girls, where can they follow you? Where they, where can they find you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I have an Instagram. I actually have two. Okay. Um, mine, Kristen, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S for Swilly, S Cowgill. So, um, and then my uh, little fun, like, I don't know, my creativity outlet is what I call it is hello is this thing on. I love it. Girls, you got to follow it. She has some amazing quotes and, and just different perspectives that she posts on there. And girls, we're going to put um, the handles for both of her Instagram um, in our comment section of our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So um, you can go follow her there. So anyway, well, Kristen, thank you again for being on our podcast. And it's just been a joy um, just to have you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and just adore you. I'm so excited for this next season. You're killing it. I'm excited for the Waves conferences yeah. and all the books that mama's about to write. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, girls, um, I just want to remind you, I cannot believe it, but this Friday night, we have our first Waves worship home tour night and it's in Santa Rosa Beach. 
Um, we're recording this a couple weeks prior to that. So I don't know if there's tickets available, go to our website and see, if not sign up for our young adults in college one that's in August, if you miss this one, but um, we are so excited for our Waves Worship Home Tour. Um, we have monthly worship gatherings this spring as well as this fall and leading up to our conference this November. And that is going to be two locations, one conference this November. And so we cannot wait. So um, girls, we want to stay up to date with you. Please like and share um, this podcast and um, leave a review. That's how more people know about Waves Ministry. We love you guys. Start making waves. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.